You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Good morning. Um, I hope you guys are doing well. I feel pretty good. Um, I am so grateful to to be here, and you know, I obviously when I'm going to speak to you guys, I'm thinking about so many people, and um, it's kind of funny because I was telling Robert the other day that um, it's really kind of strange that. You know, we moved here in November, Metro LA. And, um, you know, then we had the holidays and everything like that. And then, um, next thing you know, March, we are in a quarantine and everybody's in their homes. And, you know, it's kind of a amazing that just to be here for such a short time, I feel so connected to so many people, and I feel so thankful for you, and so thankful for the Webbers, for the Kianas, and for the Pillar Group, and the Bible Talk Leaders Group, and all the disciples I can remember sitting in the auditorium, and the Mature Ladies Group, and Teens, Campus Singles. I just... There's so many people, so many of you that come to mind and, and it's, it's interesting to me that in some ways I, I feel like, but I'm not really getting to know everybody, you know, I'm not really, I'm not in your homes, I'm not, um, we're not having coffee somewhere. And yet, you know, maybe it was planned this way. You could get to know us better than we get to know you at first. And, um, but you know I just I'm I'm super thankful. I am so thankful for being here and and um so thankful for all that God is doing and so encouraged by you know stories I hear about you and people getting baptized and um being restored and you know I think of the single moms and you know, have had some good talks with a number of them. And I'm just so encouraged by you and your faith and how you're persevering. Um, you know, so um, with with that being said, I, I wanted to let you know that in the fall, we're planning on launching a podcast. So we'll have a few... Um, a few sisters hosting and guest speakers and some of you and um, we want to do it on women's um, questions, um, situations. Uh, we sent out a survey and I would love it if you could fill out that survey on the website and just be able to let us know how you're doing, how how things are going? What would you like to learn? What would you like to hear? What would you like to talk about? And um, we'll try to, you know, find good people for talking about the subjects we want to talk about. And and um, I know some of them are going to be you because there's a lot of experts in this region. Um, so I'm super excited about that. And I'm really excited that it will be not just in video, but it'll be on the um, oh shoot, uh, Spotify to be, so you can hear it in your car if you're on your way to work or if you're, um, you know, cleaning your house, you can have it 
in your house or however you want to hear it. it. It'll be audio version, and then I believe we'll probably have something in video too. We did set up the, the space here for that. Um, but anyways, I wanted to let you know that. And then um, also, you know, I, I know that a lot of you are, 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 some of you are going through super, super hard times of grief. Um, people have passed away that we love, aunts, uncles, moms. Um, I know my dad has liver cancer. I know I've mentioned that to you before, but uh, my single, my, um, my stepmom has dementia, which means the two of them together, my dad is weak and can't do a lot for himself. But my stepmom is confused and, and, um, it's even gotten worse since he's gotten sick. And so there have, you know, I have gone to help a little bit. And, um, but thankfully I have great, um, stepbrothers and sisters that are also contributing and going and staying with them. We're trying to get them through this, uh, time period. Hopefully, um, you know, they'll get a little bit stronger and live longer. Um, but you know, you just, you don't know. And so, but that, that's been hard. And then my, one of my stepbrothers passed away this week, which was shocking and tragic. And, um, you know, so, I mean, I'm just hoping my stepmom will forget that that's one of the things she'll forget happened. I don't know. But, um, you know, I think that there's, there's a lot happening. And I think in that process, you know, of just being with my dad and, and kind of seeing, you know, remembering when I was a little kid and our family and, you know, how in relationships worked and, you know, drinking and partying that was going on and all of the kind of the consequences of decisions made long ago that, you know, even like for my dad, that he has long repented of and changed in his life. And yet, um, just seeing how destructive things have been and how hard and how sad it is to see. Um, you know, and I, I think that I know um, a lot of us are seeing that. A lot of us are feeling that. And, um, you know, I know James has lost his mom and Michelle Esmond lost her aunt who raised her and um, Michael Glenn lost his uncle who he loved and you know, I, I think that there's, you know, so many, um, people that we really love, that we care about, that we're connected to, that, um, you know, close friends who are going through things that, that it, it's a challenge. It's hard to, to see, to watch. Um, but you know, I, I do hope that at this time we will, that we're, we're growing that we are maturing spiritually, that we're maturing emotionally, um, that we're recognizing not just the hardships of what's going on, but also recognizing the blessings that are coming with it. Um, I feel so grateful for everything I'm learning. I feel grateful for all the ways that God is working in my life and helping me to realign myself, to think clearer on, on different issues. But even also just, you know, I think I mentioned, um, well, 
we've talked about how these videos are not just our region. And one of the really exciting things is I know from just in our own family, um, we have had so many uh, relatives and friends watching from Northern California, Southern California, Louisiana, uh, all over the United States, and then, of course, our brothers and sisters in different places. But I think one of the really exciting things is Don um, Sanchez's mom uh, just started studying the Bible that her and I started studying with her mom in Washington, you know, which is crazy because who would have thought, who would have known that this could be, that this could happen like this, that uh, she would be watching the videos online, coming to church with us, going to midweek with us, and now studying on Zoom together. And what a joy, what a what an amazing thing to be able to get to know someone who is across the country and to be a little involved in her life and, and also to be connecting with Dawn and to be so excited for all the prayers that I know she has said over the years for her mom and to see her mom and her grasping and, you know, really, I mean, she's an educated woman. She's, you know, I'm not, I don't mean it that way, but she is, you know, learning so much and excited about what she's learning. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a lot happening, a lot of hard things and good things, uh, but, you know, I'm wondering, how are you? How are you? I, w- I do wish we could each sit down face-to-face to talk. And how are you? How's it going? How's it going in your household, in your, in your family? How, how's your peace? How, how's your confidence? You know, there's a lot of things to shake our confidence right now. And even slash our hope. Uh, but how, how is it? How is our confidence? How is our hope? How's our love? How are our friendships? Are we growing closer to each other? Are we depending on each other better? Are we talking openly with each other? I read a really great article the other day. I, I can't remember what magazine it was. It could have been Oprah's magazine. It could have been, I don't know what it was. Uh, but it was talking, asking, you know, talking about true relationships, true friendships, and how true friendships are, you know, coming over when things, things aren't cleaned up and the laundry's on the couch and dinner's half made in the kitchen or, you know, you're crying or you're t- telling a story of what happened and it's not pretty. And these are true relationships. And, I know so many of you have been together for so long and you have those really deep relationships. But for those of you who maybe feel like that's still lacking, I think really go after that and, and get to know your sisters and be known by your sisters, be known by your friends. And, um, obviously we can't be known by everybody and probably shouldn't be known by everybody, but you should have good friends that you can really be yourself with, that you can be honest with, that you can grow with, pray together, study together. Um, so I, I think that for sure, but also, you know, how is your, you know, how's your marriage going? 
Is it growing? Are you understanding each other better? Are you communicating better? Are you helping each other more? Are you loving each other better? Um, I think those are, are really good checkpoints. You know, where, where's my marriage? How am I giving to it? How am I contributing to it? How am I loving my husband? How am I caring for my kids? Am I remembering that they're just little kids? You know, I think even under 18 years old, oh my gosh, are you kidding? That That's such few years to be on this planet. Of course, they don't know all that they should know. They don't feel all that they should feel. They don't think everything they should think. But I think being aware that our kids are kids. They're little. They're young. And, you know, some of us have older kids and we want to think, oh, my gosh, they're little. They're young. But, you know, it's true. They're they're littler and younger than us. And, and I think we need to be mindful of our relationships, be mindful of how we're speaking to each other and how we're interacting with each other. And and I, I hope that's going well, and usually there's something we're not feeling great about, and that's just life. That is the way it is. It's always a work in progress. But I think, you know, how asking yourself, how are you? How are you doing? How are you feeling? Um, you know, are you remembering what truly matters? Are you taking advantage of the situations, the conversations, the way you can influence your kids, the way you can um, hear your husband and notice when people are sad or happy or irritated or bothered and be able to get into great conversations with each other? Uh, you know, how's it going at work? How is it with um, your fellow employees? How How is your boss? How are people? And, you know, I think, you know, obviously when we're at work, we're doing our job, we're professional, and a lot of times, you know, that's what you're talking about, that's what it's all about. But I think even being mindful that people are going through a lot right now, and maybe this is your time to really reach out to them, to talk to them, to find out how they're doing. Do they need any help? Can you cook a meal for them? Can you serve them in some way? Uh, you know, God is making opportunities for us to shine. And, you know, I think that it's really important that we are using those opportunities to get closer to God and and not resent the hardness of it all. Not... Um, not be bothered or irritated or or just constantly wishing that things were different or not as hard or not as complicated. But really, uh, you know, I think of, uh, actually, I've been thinking of this scripture quite a bit in Philippians. Sorry. Oh, well. Um. Anyways, I guess um, I, you know, in, in Philippians 4, in verse 10, you know, Paul talks about the secret of being content. Darn it, why can't I get anything to work here? I should have brought my paper, my paper Bible. I knew this was going to happen to me one day. Um, okay, in Philippians 4, let's go there. 
in uh, verse 10, you know, and really uh, we've read some of this, I think even last week or whenever it was, two weeks ago, um, about focusing our minds. But in, in Philippians 4 and verse 10, it says, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstance. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through him who gives us strength. Um, you know, again, I, I know we, we just read this scripture, but it keeps coming back to my mind as an anchor for my soul that I need to train myself to be content, to be at peace with my God, no matter what's happening in my life. And I, I do think about Paul and how he was saying this in jail. And not jails that we know today, and those aren't great either, but a Roman jail and, you know, just from, you know, from the outward appearance could look unfair and why is he there? And maybe it's all about people that he ended up in jail anyway. These are some of the things he could be thinking, you know, but I'm sure it was cold, hard, um, dark, probably stunk. It was probably really dirty. And, um, you know, he was probably wondering, when will I get out of here? How long will I be here? Or at least was tempted to be, to be thinking that. Or why am I here? I was just preaching God's word. Why would God allow this to happen to me? And, you know, I think sometimes these are some of our responses when things are hard. And those are the things I want to kill. I want to kill those questions no matter what happens in my life. And, you know, I think, I think to seek to understand is a good thing. But I think when we're asking, why did God let this happen? Why is he doing this to me? is not a good place to be. I think it is assuming that God is in the wrong and I, in my goodness, am in the right. And how could such a horrible thing happen to me who is so good? That's pretty much what we're saying. But I think to be okay with suffering, to be okay with the hard times, takes a spiritual focus it takes um, being able to, to look past the physical and to focus on what is spiritual and to focus on what can't be taken away. I want to look in Galatians um, chapter 5. Um, and probably the truth is we're going to come back around to some of these uh, things within the same topic topic because I do think that it is such an important um, concept to grab right now because life is challenging and I think life is going to get more challenging. 
And I know we hate to hear that. We hate to think it. And we don't even want to imagine our, some of our worst, um, things in life. And, and yet, you know, not that I wish those things or hope for those things or anything like that. They're, you know, for my husband to die before me, that would be horrible. I don't want that to happen. But if it happens, I do want to be ready or my children or whatever life may bring, you know, whatever, whatever may happen, you know, living on the streets or I don't know, I can think of all kinds of things I wouldn't want to happen. But to be centered in God, to be spiritually focused, to be um, in good spiritual, emotional condition to be able to handle anything that life could bring is where I want to be. And, you know, I, it made me think of Galatians chapter 5 in verse 13. It says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. Okay, first, let me just sit there for a second. We're called to be free. We're called to not be anxious, to not be all tied up, to not be worried about our job or our money or our kids or the government or society or what so-and-so said to me or what they think of me, all these things are not freedom. And God called us to be free, to be free of these concerns. And obviously, we are in the world. We are around chaos. We are in troubling times. I don't mean like we're living in a bubble. We have these things coming at us and influencing us all the time. But to be in our self content, to be in our, our relationship with God, to know who we are and why we're here and where we're going is very important. Um, so continuing in verse 13, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. The flesh is all that we see all that we can touch, the people, the things, the, the buildings, the cars, the all, you know, here that we are, you know, don't use your freedom to indulge your senses. You know, I mean, I guess that's what it is, our flesh. Um, don't use your freedom to just think that we're going to only enjoy this earth and enjoy its pleasures and desires. That's not what we were created to do. Um, And then it says, rather serve one another humbly in love. I love that. We can all serve. We can all serve humbly in love. And this is good. This is a release from our worries to give, to love, to serve, puts us in a, in a good place. You know, in verse 14, it says, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. That's a high calling. 
we take care of ourselves. But to love our neighbor as we love ourselves, to put ourselves in other people's shoes, to care how they feel, to care what they hear. Like, you know, it makes me think of even uh, conflicts that we can have with each other. Sometimes we can be so caught up in what we think and what we're saying and that we're right and we have a point and we want to be heard and we want them to change something that we're not loving, we're not hearing, we're not listening to what the other person is saying. And um, actually kind of reminds me of uh, this morning when I was getting ready. Um, uh, well, anyway, to back up a little bit lately, Robert has had these allergies going on and he's been getting all of these like rashes and been itching like crazy for the last couple of weeks. And so we changed all the detergents and, you know, are trying to figure out what it was. Was it something he ate? He's got some allergies to, you know, Tylenol, Motrin, all kinds of stuff. So, you know, we were trying to, you know, do that. So I, you know, I think a number of days ago, I don't know, beginning of the week, uh, he brought all his clothes, even all the clothes I had just washed, out of his drawers to be washed again with, you know, hypoallergenic soap. So he brought it all out and I have done lots of laundry. And then this morning he came out and he had a shirt on that was hanging in his closet. And he said, um, I think I need to like rewash all these clothes because I have no idea how how long they've been in my closet. <laughs> I know this sounds like a, a tangent here, but honestly, my first thought was, are you kidding me? Like, why didn't you bring, in fact, I did say that. Why didn't you bring that out when I was doing all the laundry? Why are you bringing it out now? How come we still don't know what clothes have been washed? And that was my reaction. Like, oh, I don't want to do more laundry. I hate laundry. I don't want to wash your clothes again. And then he said, well, he said, the, you know, I have two choices, wash the clothes again or be itchy. I thought, and I'd looked at him, you know, because of course I wasn't really looking at him until he said this. And I looked at him and I looked at his face and I thought, oh man, like, I don't want him to be itchy. I don't want him to be scratching and itchy because I don't want to do his laundry. I mean, I'm pretty sure he would do it himself if he, if forced. But, you know, I, I thought, you know, this is kind of how, what we do to each other. Not, not we as in me and Robert all the time, but I mean, in general, this is, we don't put ourselves in each other's positions enough. And so we don't love our neighbor as ourselves sometimes because we're not even looking at them. We're not even thinking. We're just thinking about what we want. And so anyway, that was a little tangent, but there it is. Um, verse 15, it says, if you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. You know, which I think goes back to my question. How, how are your marriages? How are your roommates? How are you doing? Are you valuing them? Are you appreciating them? Or are you looking at them? You know, just sometimes even just looking at people when they're talking instead of being preoccupied with what we're doing. Um, busy in whatever it is we're doing. 
if we just stop and look at people when they're talking to us and put ourselves in their shoes, we'll have better connection, better conversations. Um, and it can be great. It, it, it can be great. And, um, so I think loving, you know, loving each other as ourself. But then in verse 16, it says, so I say, walk by the spirit. Walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit. Okay, wait, what? The flesh desires easy, comfort, um, beauty, whatever it happens to be. The flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit. And the spirit, what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other. They don't mix well. They are against each other. Like in that conversation with Robert, I did not want to do the laundry again. (laughs) I did not want to have to wash those clothes again. When they were already clean, the first time I washed them, they were just washed in the wrong detergent. I don't want to wash laundry again. That's what I was thinking of. What's easy for me? What's comfortable to me? What I want or don't want to do? You know, they, but again, if I'm led by the spirit, if I look at him and I remember he is a soul, he is a person, he has needs, you know, and he's all itchy. <laughs> I, I need to recognize that to, you know, to really truly love him, I need to put aside what I want or don't want to do. Um, you know, so it says, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. This is a big thing right here. Not to do, you are not to do whatever you want. This is a contrary teaching to our society right now. This is not talked about the way we need to hear it talked about. It is not beneficial for us to do whatever we want. It is not the way we're supposed to live, to say whatever we want. Sometimes we even take pride in it. Well, I'm just going to say it the way it is. You know, I mean, I have absolutely done that. But to be careless or reckless is not the way we should live. To to do whatever we want. I mean, it's easy sometimes, depending on where we're at, to look at other people and think, oh, that makes sense. You know, that person is really lazy. They have no job. They you know, barely shower, their house is a mess. They they just do whatever they want. They don't work. They don't keep a job. They don't hold it, you know, like we, whoever, whoever it is we're looking down on. But what about for ourselves? How do we seek to gratify our flesh? 
How do we seek to please ourselves instead of our neighbor? This is a big thing, you know, and even going down further to, you know, the acts of the flesh, you know, the acts of the sinful nature. I mean, most of those sins are against other people. So this is a big thing. These things wreck and destroy our lives. They wreck and destroy our marriages. They wreck and destroy our kids and our relationships with our kids and our friends. And they, you know, if, if we are indulging ourselves and we are close to other people and we're complaining all the time and we're talking about, you know, our thought and our wish and our desire and blah, blah, blah. I mean, we are corrupting them. We're bringing them down. We're holding them down. And I do think we need to talk about these things, but it needs to be with an attitude of, I need to change. And I want to change. And I don't know how to get there, but I want to change. Please help me. And, you know, I think that that it's good for us to remember this right now because we have been in the house with people, that the same people for a long time now. And we need to remember that to live a spiritual life is to be guided by principles, to be guided by things that we cannot see, we cannot touch, by love, by humility, by service. These things are all things that we cannot grab onto, but we can be those things to each other and for each other and be good for each other. Um, you know, and the, the rest of it is, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. And then let's just go into the rest. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. You know, we read these scriptures. I have read this scripture so many times in in my life for other people. I have also read these scriptures for myself, but you know, I do think that this scripture is so familiar to us and in a, and, and we relate it to reading it to other people. We think of this scripture as scriptures that we read for someone we're studying the Bible with, but these scriptures, these words are for us. And, you know, to be these, you know, to live in the flesh is to live by all this, to give in to jealousy, you know, and we don't always call it jealousy, but I think jealousy is a very common sin. We can be jealous. We can be envious. Um, you know, just there's, there's so much here in this list. I think we need to remember this is not Christianity. This is not living a spiritual life. To follow these things is contrary to the spirit. It's contrary to Christianity. And then, you know, in verse 22, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, 
goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. You know, I, this is great. I mean, you, when you read these words even, you know, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Like they, they feel good on, in my mouth. They feel good in my soul to read these scriptures. And this is Christianity. This is who we should be. And, you know, I think even the whole, the self, self-control is so important right now with how, how we're living and what we're doing. You know, I'm, I'm really all of these, it's amazing to me that all of these, um, sins, I'm looking, trying to look at them. I think idolatry is against God. I mean, it's all against God, but so much of it is sin against each other. And so anyway, this is, um, you know, I think that God is showing us so much and teaching us so much. But if we're in sin, it's a miserable place to be. If we are living by the flesh, God help us. <laughs> because this will be hell. This will be hell on earth. With everything going on in politics, with race issues, with the world the uncertainty, the disappointment, the problems, the people who have died, um, you know, that are special to us. And um, there's a lot going on and there's no way we're going to be spiritual without the spirit. <laughs> and there's no way we're going to be spiritual if we're feeding our flesh and if we are indulging in sin. And so I say all that to say, no one's perfect. We do. We need. I know so many of us are are diligently trying to live these scriptures. You know, to be um, faithful and good, and you know all the things that are in the fruits of the spirit. And we just need a little tweak here and there. But I, I hope that if for any reason you're really living out this list of sins, that you will get a hold of someone today, and that you will repent today. And that you will realign yourself with God and with his goodness and with his spirit. And, you know, I, I do, you know, in light of everything going on and, you know, with my family, with my dad and my brothers and um, just all the things that I've seen, we don't want to stay doing what is not good for us. We don't want to continue in drunkenness or... Um, Jealousy or fits of rage or selfish ambition, lack of self-control, all of those things lead to death. They absolutely lead to death and they lived, lead to destruction in our own lives today and in our families and our, our friendships. So goodness, this was very different than what I set out to do. Um, but 
I did pray that the Holy Spirit would lead me, and I hope that this has been great for you. Please embrace it. Please take what you need to take. Um, talk to someone. Repent. Live. Love. Continue. Be confident in your God and his forgiveness and his grace and um, keep growing. I love you and have a great day. You've just listened to the Metro LA podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com.